Skeptical Thinker podcast. I am your host, Jamie, and in this podcast, we aim to offer insights into the basics of science and hopefully make you more curious about the natural world. We also look with skepticism at claims made in popular culture that may cloud your thinking, trying to see outside the walls of our echo chambers. Ah, I said it again, echo chambers. We always ask ourselves, could what I am thinking be wrong, and how can I dig deeper into the ideas and concepts to become more aware of my own misconceptions? So today we are looking at the Earth's place around the sun. There's a lot of misconceptions about the seasons. There's a lot of things that maybe we didn't pick up when we were in high school, uh, or even in middle school. Um, I'm, a, I'm a middle school science teacher um, who kind of graduated into high school, and now I teach high school science. And I still see these misconceptions about the Earth's place around the sun. So let's dig in with that and try to kind of break down some of those misconceptions. So our planet is a tiny lifeboat in space. And to say that our situation here on this planet is special is an absolute understatement. So much of what life has to offer on Earth is wrapped up in its placement in the solar system. No other planet in our system has life to offer, that we know of anyway, Earth is filled with such diversity life, diversity of life that most days I cannot help but stop and wonder how fortuitous we are to be here. All of the life and diversity on this planet owes its very existence to that heavenly body that supplies the Earth with energy, and control of that energy is due to the way in which the Earth travels through the heavens. Let's start with the Earth itself. In episode one of this podcast series, I discussed the elliptical pattern of the Earth. Its path around the sun is much like a squashed circle, with the sun at one end of the ellipse. At a certain point of the year, the Earth, while following this path around the sun, is closest to the sun in a position scientists called perihelion. Perihelion happened on January 4th of 2023. At that point, the Earth was about 91.4 million miles away from the Sun. About six months later, the Earth is at its farthest distance from the Sun in a position called aphelion. This distance is about 94.5 million miles away and will happen on June 6th. I know not everyone lives in the Northern Hemisphere, but I do, and I frequently get the question, if the Earth is closest to the Sun in winter, of the Northern Hemisphere, then why is it so cold? The answer to this is kind of complex, and also one of the things that makes the Earth so freaking cool. It all revolves, pun intended, around the Earth's unique position as it travels its elliptical path around the Sun. The Earth is tilted on its axis. An axis is an imaginary line that goes through the center of the Earth from the North Pole to the South Pole. Think of a spinning top. The spinning of the Earth is what gives us night and day. One full turn, or rotation, equals about 24 hours. The tilt of the Earth's axis, though, is so much more important when it comes to why winter is cold and summer is hot. Let's look at a few more points on the Earth that are important before I tie it all together. Our Earth is split between a northern and southern hemisphere. Hemisphere is just a fancy word for half of a sphere. And a sphere is like a circular prism. Not only a circular prism, a three-dimensional, like I think of a ball. 
Anyway, the northern hemisphere where I live contains the lion's share of the Earth's landmass. About 40% terra firma, compared to 60% water. And the southern hemisphere has about 20% landmass to 90% water. Where the Earth is split has a name known as the equator. And this splits the northern and the southern hemisphere. This is zero degrees latitude. Lines of latitude run east to west, but measure north to south. Think of a latitude line as a rung on a ladder. Climbing up the ladder moves you higher, like going up the latitude lines increases your distance from the equator. Likewise, going south on the rungs or latitude lines will increase your distance south of the equator. There's something cool about those lines, though. The circles of latitude become smaller and smaller in circumference as they get closer to the poles. Also, the Earth is an ellipsoid sphere. Its spinning makes the Earth bulge out a little bit at the equator. Because it is spherical in nature, any light that hits it along its curved surface will hit said surface at a unique angle. So, when the Earth revolves around the Sun in its yearly path, the Sun's energy, or light radiation, will be absorbed at different angles, which changes its intensity. Take, for example, the two times a year that we call the equinox. The word equinox literally means equal night. Each day falls in a specific window on our calendar. The vernal equinox takes place this year on March 20th and marks the first day of spring. This is also the time when the equator is directly in line with the sun so that the sun's radiation will hit the equator at a 90 degree angle from the Earth's surface. Because the Earth's surface is curved, the angle of sunlight during the equinox for areas north and south of the equator will mirror each other for about 12 hours. This is why it is called the equinox. Everywhere on the globe should get about 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of night. The second time we are at the equinox will be September 23rd this year. This is the autumnal equinox and marks the first day of fall, and you guessed it, 12 daylight hours and 12 night hours. Any time before or after the equinox, the amount of sun energy is different for those both above and below the equator. Let's continue our journey through the season, shall we? As I said, the vernal equinox will occur on March 20th this year in 2023. Every day after that, the Earth's axis will tilt the northern hemisphere a little bit more toward the sun, and in the southern hemisphere will tilt a little bit away from the sun. Our days will slowly get longer in the northern hemisphere. It starts off very slowly, about 21 seconds per day after the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. But as we approach the vernal equinox, there's as much as three and a half extra minutes per day, which begins to slow down in speed as we reach the summer solstice, which is our longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere. But how this looks on the Earth is what is most important. This part I am talking about now is why it is warmer in the summer and colder in the winter in the northern hemisphere. A few minutes ago, I mentioned that the Earth is an ellipsoid, so, as the Earth tilts one way or the other from the Sun, the amount of energy that hits certain points of the Earth becomes very significant. I've mentioned that the Earth is tilted on its axis. This tilt is actually called its obliquity, 
Obliquity is the angle between the Earth's rotational axis, which is its daily 24-hour spin, and the orbital axis, which is its yearly path around the Sun, also known as a revolution. The tilt of the Earth is roughly 23.5 degrees, or 23.5 degrees, and that tilt is the single reason we have four seasons. There's some other things you need to know before I actually bring this all together. There are two significant lines north of the equator and two significant lines south of the equator. The first two lines I will discuss are the tropics. These are two lines approximately 23 degrees and 26 minutes north and south of the equator. The northern one is called the Tropic of Cancer and the southern one is called the Tropic of Capricorn. There's more to this discussion, but the basic idea is that these two lines mark the farthest north and south of the equator that the sun will be directly overhead at noon on the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere and on the winter solstice in the southern hemisphere. The other two lines are much farther north. They are called the They are called the Arctic Circle and the Antarctic Circle. They are both 66 and a half degrees north and south of the equator. The significance of these becomes super important if you live anywhere at or above those lines. In the summer of the northern hemisphere, the sun rises and is generally visible from June 21st through July 1st. At the opposite end of the Earth, the Arctic Circle is where, for those same days, the sun never rises. Of course, all this flips when the Earth is tilted away from the sun for those of us in the northern hemisphere. During the winter in the north, depending on where you are, you can get anywhere from 4 weeks to 11 weeks of darkness above the Arctic Circle. In the southern hemisphere, the continent of Antarctica only gets two seasons, winter and summer. According to NASA.gov, the Antarctic gets six months of sunlight in the summer and six months of darkness in their winter. That's pretty harsh. So, let's sum up what we've learned today. The Earth has four seasons that are caused by the tilt of the Earth. That tilt allows for the hemispheres to be tilted either towards the Sun, where continents receive more direct sunlight, away from the Sun, where the continents receive less direct sunlight, or not tilted away at all, which exposes both hemispheres to the same amount of solar radiation. The farthest north and south of the equator that the Sun can give its direct radiation is at the Tropic of Cancer in the north and the Tropic of Capricorn in the south. The Arctic and Antarctic Circle are both areas where, because the Earth can tilt towards and away from the Sun, sunlight can either be absent for significant periods of time or present for weeks at a time. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Skeptical Thinker. Be sure to check in on the first Saturday of every month for another episode. The format for the next episode may be a little different as I am hoping to have a guest speaker. So stay tuned for more. Remember, to be a skeptical thinker, you have to question your own assumptions as well as the assumptions of others. You are smart enough to stand on your own and do your own research. Until the next episode, stay smart.